A reading from the book of the prophet Malachi. Thus says the Lord, Lo, I am sending my messenger to prepare the way before me. And suddenly there will come to the temple the Lord whom you seek, and the messenger of the covenant whom you desire. Yes, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who will endure the day of his coming? And who can stand when he appears? For he is like the refiner's fire, or like the fuller's lie. He will sit refining and purifying silver, and he will purify the sons of Levi, refining them like gold or like silver, that they may offer due sacrifice to the Lord. Then the sacrifice of Judah and Jerusalem will please the Lord as in the days of old, as in years gone by. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Who is the king of glory? It is the Lord. Lift up, O gates, your lintels. Reach up, you ancient portals, that the king of glory may come in. Who is the king of glory? It is the Lord. Who is this king of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty, the Lord, mighty in battle. Who is this king of glory? It is the Lord. Lift up, O gates, your lintels. Reach up, you ancient portals, that the king of glory may come in. Who is this king of glory? It is the Lord. Who is this king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. Who is this king of glory? It is the Lord. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Since the children share in blood and flesh, Jesus likewise shared in them, that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is the devil, and free those who through fear of death had been subject to slavery all their life. Surely he did not help angels, but rather the descendants of Abraham. Therefore he had to become like his brothers and sisters in every way, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest before God to expiate the sins of the people. Because he himself was tested through what he suffered, he is able to help those who are being tested. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you and with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. When the days were completed for their purification according to the law of Moses, Mary and Joseph took Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. Just as it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that opens the womb shall be consecrated to the Lord and offer the sacrifice of a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons in accordance with the dictate in the law of the Lord. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, waiting the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he should not see death before he had seen the Christ of the Lord. He came in the Spirit into the temple when the parents brought in the child Jesus to perform the custom of the law in regard to him. He took him into his arms and blessed God, saying, Now, Master, you may let your servant go in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you prepared in the sight of all the peoples, a life for revelation to the Gentiles and glory for your people Israel. The child's father and mother were amazed at what was said about him, and Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rise of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be contradicted, and you yourself a sword will pierce, so that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. There was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived seven years with her husband after marriage, and then as a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped night and day with fasting and prayer. And coming forward at that very time, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were waiting the redemption of Jerusalem. When they fulfilled all the prescriptions of the law of the Lord, 
they returned to Galilee to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I was over at a family's house uh, the other day. I think we were watching the, the football game, so it had to be on Sunday. And they still had their Christmas tree up. And I kind of joked with them, oh, you, you know, they haven't taken the tree down yet, huh? And they said, well, yeah, we've just kind of been busy, but technically you're supposed to keep it up to the Feast of the Presentation of the Lord. And I said, hey, good good job, actually. That, kind of that's technically correct, but no one really abides by that that custom so much anymore. Today's the Feast of the Presentation of the Lord. I bring this up because, you know, it feels, I mean, technically you could say, well, not technically, but it's, yeah, at the end of, of the Christmas season, even though we've been in ordinary time for a while, um, I know probably that doesn't make sense to a lot of you people, so I can explain that on a later occasion. But um, it's helpful. And remember in the uh, the days after Christmas, uh, in the Christmas season, you know, so like kind of around New Year's, we, we read a lot of these uh, nativity narratives from the Gospel of Luke, including the presentation. So it kind of sounds familiar. It's not that far back in the past. And kind of another just quick anecdote, um, on Summit Avenue, uh, which is you know on you know right by St. Paul the Cross, uh, this this road, um, there's usually a big pile of of mulch. Um, it kind of runs alongside the railroad tracks. Well, I always love this time of year. Um, it you know the Park Ridge Public Works you know puts all this mulch there from all the trees that they take down and shrubs. Uh, but if you walk by it now. It smells delightful because they've they've grounded up all the, the Christmas trees that are put out on the sidewalk. So it, it just smells like incredible, like like a Christmas tree. It's really, really fragrant. So you walk by, you're reminded of Christmas. It's helpful to kind of go back to that Christmas season. Remember, we were in such anticipation, desiring the Lord to come. And then he came and, you know, desiring to, to hold him and be close to Jesus. Look, what is... Um, the prophetess Anna, she she gives thanks to God and spokes and speaks to the about the child to all who are awaiting the redemption of Jerusalem, and that's what the prophet Malachi also prophesies. That look, the the messenger of the Lord of hosts is coming if you desire him. Okay, so it's this sense of we want more, we're yearning, we're awaiting redemption. All of us are. And that's kind of this Christmas spirit, awaiting, awaiting Jesus Christ. So you might be thinking right now, you know, again, how are you yearning for, for redemption, redemption for yourself? You need healing in some way or you want some broken relationship or marriage or uh, relationship to a sibling or a child uh, to be restored. Uh, maybe you're struggling in your faith. You're waiting this. The, the, suddenly, as Malachi says, the, the messenger of the Lord of hosts, the, the Messiah is going to come to you and set you free. There's two things we can do when, we, when we're thinking about a desire. We can let it discourage us and bring us down, like, oh, it's never going to happen, and you know, why won't this happen? Why is God torturing me? Or we can get it, we can have that unfulfilled desire make us excited and focused on the Lord. So may we choose that, that latter path, and um, on this feast of the presentation as the light is coming into our, into our souls, may we, may we be set on fire, and we, may we set on fire those around us. Amen. Amen.